I am Radio. This is Art Castillo, Hollywood, California. You are now listening to Sherm, the Crazy Asian. Johnny, what's up, buddy? What's up, Sherm, the Crazy Asian, finally. All right, we connect. So thank you for so much for coming on to my station, man. I can't wait to publish this. I am super psyched to have you on the broadcast today, man. Bro, I've been wanting to talk to you almost from the day I joined here because you were one of the first stations that I would listen to. And the way you did your thing, you had so much confidence. And obviously, by that point, experience on here, I was like, I got to learn from that guy. <laughs> Too thoughtful, my friend. So I'm super excited to tell the story. So why don't you kind of just give us a quick bio about who is Gator Johnny? Gator Johnny is a 44-year-old married man with three kids living in Florida, originally born in New Jersey. Uh, I, when it comes to career and work, I've always been a, a jack of all trades, but a master of none until I came to Florida on a visit in 2002, just visiting family. And I ended up moving down here to wrestle alligators. So, so how does that like get introduced to you? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to have to take it back just a little bit further. When I was a little kid, I loved dinosaurs. I've always liked animals just in general since, since as far back as I can remember. But back then when I was little dinosaurs, that was my thing. And my family used to, whenever we'd have family gatherings, they would have me stand in the, in, in the living room and, tell everyone about dinosaurs and I'm five years old and I'm, you know, putting on a clinic for them. And it's just something that I kept with me over the years. And, but yeah. I never had any reptiles, Hispanic mom. Hell no. You're not having no freaking lizard in his house. <laughs> you know, that's the way I was raised, but it was always a love of mine. And back then, back in the eighties and, and maybe even early nineties, whenever you wanted to watch a, an animal show, you would watch the show, nature with David Attenborough, the British guy, you know, and, and, and the way it was done then the, the shows would be, they would do the B reel. They would film the animal with a zoom lens on the camera from far away. And then he would do a voiceover later. So they would record it later. So you had his very distinct British voice speaking about, and the loyalists prancing across the Serengeti needs to look for her. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the way the shows were done back then, right? But then, then everything changed with the arrival of Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. He came in and he was touching everything. He was all about, crikey, check this guy out. What a little beauty. Oh, danger, danger. And he was getting bitten. He was getting hurt. And he was right in there with the animals. And I was like, that's it. It, that's done. I visited in 2002 and my family told me to go to this gator park because there were reptiles there. I went and I liked the park. But then I saw the Gator Wrestling Show, and I said, wow, I'm sold. I found what I have to do with my life. So when my vacation ended, I went back to Jersey, quit my job, and moved down. <laughs> Instantaneously, you found the love of your life. I love it. Just like that, love at first sight. And I also was on extremely borrowed time. I was 30 years old by that point. 
usually gator wrestlers are retiring in their 30s. You know, it just okay. it takes a wear and tear on your body. And after a lifetime of, of martial arts injuries and just regular life injuries, I didn't have much time left. So I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 30. I'm not in college anymore. I don't have a career. I'm just working. I'm not married. I don't have a house. I don't have kids. I need to do this now. So I moved down here and the rest is history. Yeah. So then how many years did you wrestle at the, the Gator? Um, is it like a farm? I guess that you'd call it. It's it's um, it was originally a gator farm. It is now a gator attraction in Central Florida. So think of it like a reptile zoo with shows. You know, that's what we did. We were the entertainers. We took care of all the reptiles, basically reptile keepers, zookeepers, and we were performers. And I was there for almost seven years. And it was one heck of a journey to get there, too. That was a story in itself because it was not easy. How come? What was, what was some of the biggest obstacles that kind of got in the way? Well, I moved down on a whim, right? When I moved down, there was no promise of a job. I hadn't even applied. You know, I, I, I went to the park and I visited. And on my way back to Jersey, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I made the decision in Jersey that I was going to move down. And when I came here, I hadn't even applied. And my life had changed already. I had nowhere yeah. to stay. I had nowhere to live. I had no money. My grandmother was gracious enough to put me up in her trailer. She has has a small trailer. She gave me a room in the back. The problem is there was a twin bed in it. It was a tiny room, and it was me, my girlfriend, our dog, our turtle, and all of our possessions, every single briefcase, box, bag, bit of clothing, Everything was in that room. Boxes stacked to the ceiling. It was literally a maze. I gave my girlfriend the bed because we didn't both fit in it. I slept on the floor in the corner with (laughs) bugs crawling on me because it's Florida. I would wake up in in the morning and there would be like a spider web connected from my nose to the wall. (laughs) Um, And and there were other times when I would wake up with my head in my dog's bed. So I literally slept on the floor with my dog because that was all I had, but I didn't care. I was going to go through whatever I had to go through to get this job. I was super focused. And it took me about eight months because they weren't hiring. The timing was off. Someone had just gotten hired or they were hiring in another department. And I kept turning those jobs down because I said, you know what, as passionate as I am about working there, I'm going to do such a good job. They're not going to let me go from that department. So, no, I want to be an entertainer, like laser focused. And finally, finally, eight months later, the stars aligned, and I finally got the job. It was a long struggle, but I did it. And then a week to the day that I got hired, I break my ankle at work, and I'm out. No way. I broke my ankle in a big rainstorm, and there's puddles. I mean, it was dirt road and, you know, I, you couldn't see the bottom of the, the puddles because it's all muddy. So you're just kind of sloshing through them. And I ended up stepping in a ditch without knowing how deep it was. And I snapped my ankle. Now, the problem was, and, and, and the reason I thought I was fired, I never clocked in that day. When I came in in the morning, the time cards weren't ready. And I remember I asked one of the, one of the other guys, I was like, hey, where are the time cards? And he said, oh, just go ahead and write it in the time you came in so that they can, you know, punch you in later. So here I am hurt. They take me to the hospital. 
when it comes time to pay the bill, the insurance company from work, the workman's comp said, uh-uh, we don't know if he was working. All you have is a, is a time card with no name and just a time on it. How do we know it was his? Wow. So talk about a stumbling block. But luckily for me, they, uh, the, the president of, of the park paid for everything. Like I was amazed. I'm thinking I'm going to get stuck with this big medical bill. He paid for everything. I think he, he recognized like just the passion and drive that I had to be there. And, and the fact that I was there literally every week for eight months talking to them and meeting them and getting to know them and asking if they were hiring. I guess he kind of figured this guy's worked so hard to get here. We can't let him go now. So luckily yeah. that worked out, but yeah, I was out for about a month. That's amazing. So, so then when, so nine years go by, right. You're doing the love of your life job, right? So then what, what, what made you decide to either walk away? You kind of mentioned that it is a young man's game, so to speak. Uh, what, what, what transition there? I was going through a tough time. My body was just so beat up. It was so banged up. I wasn't in the right place mentally. By that point, I was just in such a bad mood all the time because I was always in pain. Just little, little, little nagging injuries from wrestling gators. I've been bit five times by eight foot alligators. So there's that. Um, you know, I broke my ankle. I had neck issues. I had knee issues because we're on our knees torquing the gator, trying to hold him in place and carpal tunnel, just little things you don't think about, you know, and, and, and my health was starting to get to me. It started to affect me mentally. And I guess, I guess I could tell I didn't really want to be there by that point. And they were hiring new blood, which was coming in at a lower pay scale. So yeah. I remember when, when, when my last injury occurred, my back, I threw up my back right at the beginning of a wrestling show. I was pulling the gator out of the water and I tore a back muscle, but I finished oh. the show. I don't know how, but I, I managed to get on the gator and I did all the stunts and they were kind of half-assed and kind of weird looking, but I did it. And then I went to the hospital and I was laid up in bed for 10 days with a, with, with a torn back muscle, pretty incapacitated because you damage your core, like it affects everything. When I came oh, yeah. back, when I came back, they, they asked to see me. So I went up to the office to see them, and, you know, they said they were, they were letting me go. They, I was unhappy. They didn't want to keep me there if I, was if I wasn't happy because I had been so happy before. And they were letting me go. They were laying me off with the option to rehire. Okay, cool. And, and the weird thing is I was so burnt out by that point that I was actually almost glad. I was almost relieved. My boss told me that. He said, yeah. I thought you were going to fight, but you looked at me almost relieved. And, and that's how it went, you know? And, and I, there was always the option to rehire. But, like, years later, as I got older, I was like, hell no, I ain't doing that again. Yeah, well, what it reminds me of, it reminds me of the athlete that, you know, it's like it's the, it's the Michael Jordan. You, you get, come to a point where you no longer love the game, right? You, you've put it all in. You've done all you needed to. And now it's time to – it's time for something else, you know? It is. And it, it kind of became routine to me. And I think that's a problem for entrepreneurs in general, which is why a lot of entrepreneurs start different businesses. Cause you, you kind of, you work hard to, to begin something, to start something, to create something, then you create it. So you have that emotional high of like, wow, I did this. It's working. Then you do it every day. It kind of the glow kind of fades, you know, you kind of become used to it and get burnt out on it. Like you said, you lose that love for it. And it's time to move on. So, yeah, what I should have done, I should have left earlier. 
you know, I should have left on my own when I knew that I wasn't having fun, that I wasn't enjoying it anymore because I was kind of putting myself in danger by going out there and pulling out these seven or eight alligators out of the water with, with injuries, handling venomous snakes when my mind wasn't there. And, you know, so I should have done that earlier, but I was always raised. You don't give up. You don't quit. You keep going. You keep pushing forward. And it was that drive that got me the job. So unfortunately it was that same drive that kept me there long after I should have left. Yeah. So, so now what, what's kind of got your passions all excited and, and riled up these days? Bro, I hope it doesn't sound like a cliche, but Anchor. Anchor has me so amped right now. It is unbelievable. I always wanted to be a, a social media influencer. It sounds kind of corny, I guess. Well, maybe not to you because you're in the thick of things too. But for a lot of people, it kind of sounds kind of corny. But I always wanted to be a social media influencer, someone, someone well-known and, and influential in whatever social media platform they specialize in. I always wanted to be that guy. And with Anchor, I am so passionate about Anchor that it's just all consuming. And it's actually starting to spread into other parts of my life. As you know, I drive a monster truck. I do monster truck tours and eco tour. It was almost Gatorland all over again uh, up until about a couple of months ago. It was the same ride for three years, the same script, the same talk, the same animals, the same view. I was getting tired. But ever since I started broadcasting on Anchor and kind of found my voice and got my passion back, man, all those rides are now fun. And I try to switch it up every ride and talk about different things or do different stops or, you know, talk about because it is an eco tour. So we talk about whatever we see, nature, trees, Spanish moss, animals, whatever. I try to find different things to keep me interested. You know what I mean? So the passion that I've developed here on Anchor has transferred other aspects of my life as well. So do you broadcast any of that live, you know, monster truck eco tours? Anchor? I have not, uh, not yet because it would be a, it, it is so loud it is so noisy on that ride. I don't know the quality of it. But you know what? Now that you're bringing it up, yeah, I guess I should do that. Mo- most people do know what, what I do for a living. So, yeah, I think I'm going to. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow in the middle of a ride, I'll just, I'll just turn on the phone, set it down, and just kind of let people listen to my spiel. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, what's, what's, what's fascinating, so here, here's one of the things that, in, uh, that fascinates me, number one, about you and I connecting um, first off, Gator Johnny, it's a unique name, right? Um, it's, but that's legit. Like it's not, it's not something that's fake. And so you can, you can literally like, you're in a, you're, you're in a niche that nobody else has ever been in, right? You, you've, you're doing things that nobody experiences unless they're on vacation, right? Or they deliberately see you out. You know what I mean? Right. So, so for, for literally, 99% of the population, the closest they'll get to what you're showing them or what you've even done, like wrestle a gator, the only way that they're going to know about that even existing is right here. <laughs> and you, know, and you know what's interesting about that? I thought about that long and hard. I never talk about it. I never, I never do a gator. Uh, oh, you know, like I never talk about alligators. I don't, I'm not the crocodile hunter of anchor. I'm not you know, the monster truck driver of Anchor. I'm like the motivational speaker of Anchor and the energy of Anchor. Like, I always say to myself, 
should I switch my name? Should I just use my real name, Johnny Matos, instead of Gator Johnny? But then I keep thinking, I keep hearing Gary Vaynerchuk in my head telling me, dude, you have such a unique name. That's your, that's your, that's what differentiates you. But I never talk about it. Like, I still have to find a way to incorporate it. You know, I, I, I don't know if I have enough material <laughs> to do a broadcast every day or multiple broadcasts with it. So uh, it is something that I'm still working on. Uh, you know, I'm still kind of finding my voice on Anchor. Yeah. But you're right. I have thought about that. I have a very unique life and a very unique job and very unique experiences. And I should start talking about that more. Well, so here's one of the fascinating things, like, as you just told me your story, like wrestling gators had nothing to do about an income. It had nothing to do about fame. Oh, it had everything to do about, hey, as a kid, this is what I liked. And literally, when you saw it, you knew it. And that's so many times like, like entrepreneurs, right? Like very few people. So I, I just interviewed about a month ago a lady here locally in my, in my tiny town of uh, in, in Wisconsin. And she runs a, um, a clay studio, right, where they, you know, you can come and make, like, your own clay pottery. You can glaze, you know, paint and put on glaze on different, you know, ceramics. And I, and I was like, where would you get the idea? And she's like, well, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And then this, this opportunity came up. I heard that they were selling it. And I was like, yeah, I like this place. And so she's like, I, I kind of crunched the numbers, and it made sense. So here's somebody that's – she's a serial entrepreneur because she had run a daycare before and, uh, and did, did some bookkeeping before that. But for her, it wasn't about, like, anything specifically passionate. Just so that she knows that she wants to work for herself. Right, right. So. And, and I, I, that's actually a goal of mine as well, me and Sheena Diane. Since I met her and since we've been married, which has been 11 years by now, we started a variety of businesses. I started a dog training business. I was the doggy guru. I think that name is still, I think if you type in the doggy guru on Google, it's still my stuff that comes up. I had a blog and, and I actually went out and trained animals. I did that. It was successful. I stopped it. I started a, wanted to do a cleaning company. I used to work as a leasing agent in an apartment complex. And I remember watching the cleaners and I'm like, dude, these guys don't know what I'm doing. We could do it better. So we started a cleaning business, Matos Clean. It's not clean until it's Matos Clean. And we got accounts and we got that up and running. And then after a while, I stopped it. Uh, I also started, let's see, what other, what other business have I started? I, we started a worm business. We have reptiles at home. We have lizards. And we would feed them mealworms and superworms. And I remember getting the idea, why don't we breed them? Let's breed superworms and mealworms. They're like roaches in the sense that like, you don't really have to take care of them. They're bugs. Yeah. So we started doing that. And we created a business called uh, Sunshine Breeders, which we still kind of have now. But... After a while, I kind of stopped. So it's almost like the chase is what excites me, getting it started. Yes. And then once I and I do it for a while, there's something and I need to move on to the next thing. And to me, at times, it's detrimental because it's like I don't have anything. <laughs> you know, like I don't have yeah. anything to do. <laughs> Sounds like what you need is an ops manager that basically can run it once you're done, once you've lost love for it. Totally. Absolutely. Well, cool. So, so right now, Loving Anchor seems like you're, you're, you know, you're finding your voice. You're, you're putting out, some, you know, some, some motivational stuff. Um, and it sounds like what's fascinating to me is that 
just by utilizing the tool, you're getting excited to do your other, to do, to do your real job that actually pays you income, but you don't actually use Anchor for that specifically. Right. Yeah. It's, it's all mental. It, it just got me excited. And it's almost like the energy that I project here on Anchor, I suddenly started to project at work because I used to be excited at work. And then it got to the point where, you know, I did the tours every day and it was almost a hassle, right? It was almost yeah. like a pain, like people coming on the truck and I'm like, here we go with the gas. And, and, you know, when you work with people, you come across all kinds of different personalities and some of them are pretty annoying and certain habits that happen all the time, you get bored. And it almost got to the point where I was rolling my eyes. But once I started with anchor and engaging on anchor, it's almost like anchor reminded me or retaught me how to engage with people. So now I've started applying everything that I've done on anchor at my job and the tips have started coming in because I do get tips as well. I get, I get regular pay plus tips, man. Like it's almost like a second stream of income now because like my engaging with the guests, asking them where they're from. Maybe I, maybe I'll pick two guests out and, and like ask their name and use it throughout the show and reference them. And, and a lot of times before the ride, maybe like five or 10 minutes before the ride, I'll load up whoever's there and just kind of talk to them while we're waiting for everyone else. And, hey, what's your name? Oh, I'm Sherm. Hey, Sherm, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Wisconsin. Wisconsin, what are you doing in Wisconsin? Oh, I'm a financial advisor. Really? So I kind of ask just a couple of questions to kind of learn a little bit about them. And then I'll use that information in the show, in, in, you know, during my, my spiel or, or, you know what I mean? Like part of the ride is talking about oranges because it's an orange grove. So I'll start yeah. talking about how, you know, Florida is the number two pro uh, producer of oranges in the world. We're, we're second behind Brazil. Brazil is number one. Florida is number two. China is number three. I don't know. If we had someone like Sherm, you know, financially advising the state of Florida, maybe our orange situation would be better. I'll do stuff like that, you know, and it makes them feel like they're a part of it. And I never used to do that before. You know, I was just kind of yeah. with emotion. So, yeah, it's totally like amped me up. <laughs> that's awesome I, I love that, that that excitement has like it's cascaded into other parts of your life which is just awesome now I just have to figure out what to do with it you know because <laughs> I, I love my job it's easy I, I, if I ever go on the air talking about how hard of a day I had you know call in and like tell me off <laughs> because my job is easy I sit down in a monster truck and I drive around 2500 acres for an hour getting up only to talk about the stuff that I see. And I do a ride every other hour. So I do one at 10, at 12, at 2, and at 4. In between, I'm either at the store, you know, the, the, the gift shop helping, or I'm at the truck on anchor. Or, you know, so it's not that hard of a job. We deal with extreme heat in the summer. We, we deal with cold in the winter. We deal with rain. So it gets draining. And, and energy-wise, it's hard because you know you're up all day and then when i get in that car and i drive home there is that emotional letdown you know where all the energy just <sighs> just kind of leaves and then i come home tired in that sense but my job is not very hard so it's the perfect job for me to have if i wanted to start a side hustle something that i can work from seven at night till two in the morning because my job is not very physically demanding so i really have no complaint and I'm glad that kind of lit the fire on the get back into it. Cause the last thing I want to do is lose his job. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, so with, um, with kind of where you see life going, let's say in the next, like, just the next few years, you know, it's 2017, a y- three years from now, let's say 2020, what does, if life goes exactly that Johnny Gator wants, what's that look like? I, if life goes the way I want it to, in 2020, I will be an anchor influencer. I would be on the payroll somehow, or anchor will be monetized, and I'll be making a healthy living off of that. And I'll be teaching DDP yoga here in Florida. That's another thing that I started doing that I'm kind of passionate about, DDP yoga, which was created by former professional wrestler Diamond Dallas Page, hence the letters DDP. And, um, and it's something I'm pretty passionate about because it has helped my body, and, and I kind of want to share it with everyone here in Central Florida. I, I think of it more as, more as body maintenance rather than fitness, although you do get fit as a result. But that's more of a, of a really cool side effect, you know? So if, if everything went the way I would want it to, I would be a big enough name on Anchor by 2020 that I am either making a living off of the monetization, off of the ads, if there are any, which, God, I hope there's not, or they have me on the payroll somehow, and I can have a side hustle being a DDP yoga instructor. Fascinating. So with, with all that you are like really involved with, and it sounds like motivation is, is a big piece of just your station, like the different segments that you talk about when you're on Anchor. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, you know what, I think, the other part of it, which I left out until you just mentioned that right now, I think I would like to somewhere down the line, especially by using Anchor, get a side gig as a motivational speaker. So here's something that's fascinating for me. To kind of just kind of go off my normal script here, and let's kind of just talk about like strategy. Um, when, when it comes to like for you right now, do you just have the one station of Gator Johnny or do you have others that you can kind of feed into, right? So Gator Johnny's maybe more the motivation. Do you have one that's focused on any other aspect of like, you know, the, DD, the DDP yoga or something? I do. I do. I have two other stations. One that I share with Sheena Diane, my wife, called The Married Life. Okay. We haven't posted on there too much, but we kind of do stuff together on that. And I have another station, which is called Gator Grind Fitness, which would probably be the name of my fitness uh, company, quote-unquote You know, once I get LLC'd, um, that's probably the name I would go under. However, the problem with that, and I've had the same problem on Facebook, I've had the same problem on Instagram, I've had the same problem on Twitter, the problem with that is separating the content, because... I want to put everything on Gator Johnny, you know, and and then like to repeat it over on Gator Grind and having a lot of the same people that follow me on one, follow me on the other and see it twice. Like I have a hard time separating that because I kind of, I kind of want to be, how can I explain this? I kind of want to be a character who is a former Gator wrestler, current monster truck driver, motivational speaker, and DDP yoga instructor. In other words, I want all those facets of my life represented in one spot. And when I create different, the different um, stations or the different accounts, 
I kind of lose it a little bit. I kind of lose the flow. I kind of like keeping it all together. I don't know if that's the right strategy because, you know, for example, maybe I should focus fitness more on the other channel and have that a fitness centric channel. I don't know. It kind of gets hard. Well, so here's, here's where I think you could basically leverage it like a funnel. So the funnel's Gator Johnny, right? Everything goes through your main anchor station. And then what you do is you just echo whatever you think's appropriate on those smaller stations. So basically the funnel all starts at Gator Johnny, but then the, the actual, um, you know, Gator, uh, what'd you say? Gator fitness, Gator grind fitness, Gator grind fitness only gets echoed those segments that you think would be appropriate to that channel, right? That, that station. And then from a standpoint of the married stuff, even if you just launched it from, you know, Sheena Diane's or your station, and then just echo those pieces in. Then that way, when you, cause, cause the fascinating thing about Anchor is that right now it's a 24 hour listen to it segment platform, right? But if, if you probably, if you, I don't know if you publish any of your segments and create a podcast, you can basically choose which ones you want to use to create an actual episode. And so I find that more people will consume you in iTunes and Google Play right now, today, in December, you know, 6, 2017, because there's a larger audience on those platforms consuming podcasts than there are on Anchor. And so what, what you're basically doing is then you're, you're, you're curating your content for different segments, right? Right. And, then, and, and then, I, do, I, do, I do make episodes – I am um, on the Gator Jan on the Gator Johnny station. I have, let's see, I'm on I, I'm on uh, Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Play. I'm on Pocket Cast, and I'm on Overcast. Like that's where my all my episodes go to. So I do I do that, but I never get a lot of a lot of listens. And I and I know it takes time because one of the fundamental aspects of podcasting is you can listen to it whenever you want. But I think yep. I don't think I've gone over like. 28 or 29 listeners in any of my uh, episodes since I started back in July, which I know is not a long time, but I do. But I do that. Like, have you gone back in recently and looked at like your first podcast or yeah. like your, you know, let's say the September podcasts maybe? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all, they're all, they're not that much, which okay. is okay, which is fine for now, you know, because I do know it, it takes time. You know, it's a slow build. It's not something that happens overnight. You got to have to get your name out there. You have to, you know, people have to know who you are. And I, I get it, you know, so I'm not really in a rush. But, yes, I do that as well. I, I do uh, the Gator Pit segments all become episodes. Uh, stuff like uh, the Monday Do-Over, those become episodes and things like that. So, Yeah, and, and that's where I think you can, you can really leverage the various tools so, so you don't feel overwhelmed with doing it is creating like segment pieces, right? So this is one where let's say you decided to, to film yourself or not, not film, but, or, or at least doing some content around like the, the fitness piece. Right. And so you, what you, it might be is like a half hour clip or it might be, you know, just a longer conversation, but then what you post up on Instagram or what you decide to echo is maybe just one segment. And then it's like, right. Hey, go check out the full thing on you know, you know, the links in my bio or go check out my, um, you know, my Apple's, go check out the link, you know, to Apple's iTunes to, to see the 
whole content, right? So you're basically leveraging it like a teaser to get people to consume you. And, and, and the whole thing about it is not everybody will because not everybody has that desire to, right? but that's what you're trying to get at. You're trying to let people know that they can consume more of this and, and, you know, in a different medium. And so those that wish to will, and those that won't, they don't, you know, they won't. And they'll, they'll, maybe they, they just like the, the entire Gator, Gator Johnny, you know, experience the, the, the full range. Right. Sure. sure. Absolutely. Well, and then the other, the, the big thing that comes up to me is like the beauty of anchor and, and, and so you're, you're in a lucky position that you have people that constantly see you every other hour, unlike any other job. And you can leverage Anchor and be like, hey, this is my podcast. I'm Gator Johnny. Tell me about your experience. Would you mind being on my podcast? And oh. shouting out. Like, you, have, you, have an, you have right now, because number one, you don't have to bring the people in. Somebody else will bring the people in, right? But you have something above everybody else right now in that you have a job that brings a new blood in globally in front of you for an hour like you they are they are stuck on that monster truck unless they want to kill themselves by jumping off <laughs> so I, you know what? I really thought about that that's actually a really good idea and and i have a built-in i have built-in guests every single day i have a story to tell well well and think about it like if, if i'm if i'm gator johnny on my Instagram, my Facebook, I'd be tagging every single guest that wants to get a picture of Gator Johnny. Yeah. And guess what happens? In, in three months, let's say you took a photo of just only, let's say only one person a day. Do you work five days a week? I work four. Okay. So let's say um, only one person, like every single person you ask every single day, only one person says yes. And you tag them on Facebook. And you do this for just 90 days, 90 times four, that's 360 people are now connected with you because you asked them to be on your Facebook page or you asked them to interview with you and you on Anchor. You asked 360 people. There are majority of people that won't even see 360 new people at their current job because they work at like ABC Realty where there's only like 50 other real estate agents and that's it. And they're, yeah. lucky if they, they're lucky if they get, like, three new clients a month. You know what I mean? Three new showings or something. See, this is good that you're giving me this advice because these are the things I don't think about. I'm, I'm a performer. Like, I think of talking to the people there. But all this leveraging and marketing, I guess you could call it, marketing or branding, this is all stuff I'm new to. But, hell, yeah, now you just got me motivated, like, for tomorrow. I'm going to start doing it tomorrow. And now, I do these, have – Where do these people come from? Are they, are they mainly local here in the U.S. or are they, is it global, man? Global. I have people from the Middle East. I have people from Asia. I have people from South America because, you know, Central Florida, it's a, it's a vacation destination. So oh, it totally is. It totally is. And so this is what gets me jacked up for Gator Johnny is can you, can you create a name so that people not only do they do they are they excited to go to this, but they, they're, they're partially coming to see you. You literally could create your own personal brand and it doesn't take that much. Right. Imagine if all of a sudden you had let's say, you know, a thousand people listening, you could easily start selling Gator Johnny hats, Gator Johnny t-shirts on your own personal website that again, your personal website could be the dump site again for all this stuff. And you could be like, hey, if you want to see the, the uh, you know, the, the picture or something or the interview, just come check it out, right? You can, you can literally tell all these people as they're coming through, go check out Gator Johnny. Like you can create a massive brand 
literally in like 90 days to 180 days versus someone else that's, you know, trying to build it on the scratch, right? That doesn't, that's literally having to, like, like, if, like if they're a personal trainer, they have to build it like on their own. You know what I mean? There's not that many new people coming into the gym. Yeah. You know, I never even thought of that. I have such an advantage just with the people that are already coming into just to ride the truck. Yeah. It's, it's super exciting, man. I'm super psyched for this. Bro, I'm going to, when I do this and when I build that name and when I start making that money, you are coming along with the ride with me because you were like, my advisor. send me a t-shirt, bro. <laughs> a t-shirt and a hat. And then you got to take a picture of it and tag me on Instagram. Oh, yeah. No, this, this is super exciting, man. I think because so that's one of the things that I find for a lot of entrepreneurs that you hit right on the head. Those that are like, they love the build. They love the chase. The beauty of the personal brand chase is that it's always evolving because you evolve. Right? What's got you jacked up today right now might be something different five years from now. Right? Yeah, so that's something that you could really run with. You know, it could be like all of a sudden, you know, you, you and you and Diana all of a sudden are like, hey, let's, let's, let's really go on this marriage thing. I think there's a lot of opportunity here. I think there's a lot of just a lot of people that, you know, would love to hear that. And so, so again, the, the, then your attention shifts and it's just, just because you shift, right? Sure. That is awesome. Like that, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm about to kick myself in the, in, in, in the head right now. Like, why didn't I think of this? Oh, just well. What I what I would say, Gator Johnny, is that you're so, you're you're in the thick of it, right? You're in you're in the trees, and I'm just a guy that's like all the way far removed from your situation. That can say, hey, what do you think about this, right? It's easy to be a strategist when it's not my issue, right? When it's not my problem, it really is. That's true. I'm like that too. I can figure out your life, but I can't figure out my own. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. no, that's man. What a valuable phone call this is. This is freaking awesome. Yeah, well, that's the, and this is what, because you're jacked about Anchor and so am I. This is where I think, so this is my, my attitude towards motivational speaking, by the way, is if Anchor allows you to build the audience to come to you. So for me, if I have like a little motivational clip on a Wednesday and one person's like, dude, that totally got me jacked up, boom, done. Like, I don't need to go to a stage Right, right. Build it that way, right? I don't need to. I don't need to do any event planning yet. Right now, I can just use this tool and I can stay in my jammies and do it. You know. Um, See, as a, as a performer, though, I want to be on that stage with like a hundred thousand people. I want to sell out like the Citrus Bowl and stand in the middle and like have everyone hanging on my every word. That's kind of what I wanted to eventually get to because I'm a performer and that's what I do. Most people get stage fright. Most people are like, "Oh, no, I want to hide behind my screen." Hell no. I want to be out there. I want to be in front of 100,000 people, and I want them all looking right at me, listening to me, not going through the program, not looking at their watch, not going through their cell phones, all eyes on me. That's what I eventually want. But I get that already. Not 100,000 people, but I get that already, like at least 40 people every other hour. Yeah. Wow. And then, and then the beauty is, so what you can do, Gator Johnny, is you can like – Tell people, hey, just if you want to tag me in on your Facebook page, you want to connect with me here. Here's my stuff. Like, like if you want to pull your cell phone out and do some, I don't, can people record there at the when they're on the tour? Yeah. And, and then I would have them record it and tag you in. Like, that's the beauty of the hundred thousand that you mentioned. 
literally all these people could be tagging Gator Johnny on every single one of their trips. So let's say 10 people in one day tag you, Gator Johnny, and then all of a sudden you, start, you, just, you just reach out to them and say, hey, thanks so much for coming on the trip. Well, we had a great time. And then all of a sudden you can start building a brand for yourself and you didn't really have to do it on your own, right? Because these people came and they were your little, they were your marketing people because they tagged you. <laughs> they, they, yeah, I didn't have to do anything other than just go to work, what I normally do every day. And I get pictures taken all the time. Like I do take pictures with people all the time because they want to take pictures with the driver and they want their kids to be taking a picture with the driver. And so, hell yeah, dude, this is like, like you just blown my mind. Like I'm thinking, why didn't I think of this before? This is like the perfect opportunity for me to build this personal brand, which is another thing I never quite grasped the whole concept of a personal brand. I just thought, well, you know, they know who you are, big deal. But as, as the world is evolving in that direction, and I see people making a living off of their name. You know, it is something that I've kind of wanted to do. And I'm in such a perfect spot. I'm a former Gator wrestler, Gator Johnny. Like there's a reason behind the name and there's a story that people, you know, I never changed my name Gator Johnny because that is how people remember me. Even if they don't remember the name, they always remember, oh, wait, that guy that used to wrestle alligators, you know? So I, I, I live in the perfect place with the perfect job for that to build my personal brand. Dude, holy crap. You just like opened up my eyes. Like I want to go to work right now. It'll <laughs> be exciting, man. Tomorrow, 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 people will be lit up tomorrow by Gator Johnny. I'm super excited. Oh my God, Sheena Diane's gonna call into your station tomorrow, complaining to you not to call me anymore because I couldn't sleep all night because I was so excited and I kept her up all night. <laughs> That's totally fine. I can't wait to have her on and we can share her story. So, last final thought here before I let you go is when it comes to just the personal brand, how much do you think the Gator, um, the place you used to work at, the where you wrestle Gators, how much do you think they spent on marketing uh, on, a, on an annual, let's say a monthly basis? Do you think they spend like a couple hundred bucks a month on, on marketing? They spend, it, they spend a ton because they still have, it's, it's, they're starting to get with the times, but it's still very old school in the sense that they do television commercials, they do billboards, they do uh, booklets and all the resorts and all the hotels and all the, the ticket master booths and everything. So they spend a pretty penny advertising. So, so here's the key. And this is where I think, number one, if anyone's spending money on billboards that listens to this, that is such a waste of money. Yeah. Number one, people aren't looking at billboards. And two, like I think about like th these are anybody that's from Florida – doesn't probably go to any of these places because it's a tourist attraction, right? So you're advertising to the res residents. Right. Yeah. What am I looking at? I'm looking at my phone because I don't know where I'm going. I'm looking at my GPS. Right. Yeah, the residents know, know of the place already. They don't need to be reminded. Yeah. So, so what I think about if I'm Gator Johnny, go back to that, that previous company. Hey, guess what, guys? I have a 1,000 people on Facebook globally that are attached to me. I want to be able to advertise you on my Facebook business page or whatever on anchor, right? Where I have these and you actually can tell them when I say something, this is how many ears that listen with billboards. You know what the, the metric is? This is how many people drive by on a daily basis. Right. 
Are they even looking at it? We don't know because they're driving. You're right. telling you want me to spend five hundred dollars a month on a on a big piece of paper, a big piece of plastic that sits there, and they don't know if they see it. The yeah, exactly. word digital billboards. So you're saying I'm on every twenty seconds. <laughs> it just so happens if one of those 11,000 cars that see it on a daily basis has to come in the right time to see my billboard and that's going to cost me $500 a month. Exactly. It's, it's, it's weird. It's old school, but I mean, that's the way the world worked that a lot of people, it takes them a while to adjust. You know, a lot of the people that are still in charge, the people quote unquote, still running the world are still with that old mentality, television, billboard, radio. It's we're not there anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, that was, I had to get on my soapbox there real quick. But that's how I think. That's where I think the next move for you is because you are still Gator Johnny. And so a lot of these people that come into your – couldn't you just say at the end of it, hey, guys, just so you know, um, I used to work at this Gator place. Go check them out. That's – you know, how many – I don't know how many people come through on a daily basis, but that's – all those people know about it from word of mouth. And then you I also broadcast on your anchor. Once in a while as I'm driving around the farm – We'll see alligators because there's there's about two million alligators in the state of Florida and only about fifteen to twenty thousand bodies of water to support them all. So if you do the math, that's potentially a hundred alligators in every single lake, pond, river, stream, creek, retention pond, and canal. Now, of course, that's dividing evenly, but you can still expect there to be at least one gator in every body of water. So a lot of times, as we're driving through the farm, we'll see a gator, and I'll stop and talk about it. Boom, I start talking about my experience. I start talking about when I used to wrestle them. And sometimes I even mention the name of the park. So, yeah, that would work. Yeah, and then you just tell those guys, look, I see this many people a week. Pay me the two. Like, stop doing a billboard. I'll do it for you. Pay me 200 bucks a month. <laughs> Boom, personal brand, Gator Johnny. Just became a spokesman for the Gator Farm. Right. Hmm. Uh, That's a great idea, dude. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm super jacked up. All right. Um, uh, last final thoughts. That's the last thing I always end with. Final thoughts, Gator Johnny, to the community, to the audience that's going to listen to this. Guys, uh, let's see. Well, for, the, for the, my anchor brethren, for my anchor folks that are listening to this, we're still on the ground floor. This is still a baby. This app is still a baby. We're still growing and there's going to be growing pains, but hang in there. Keep doing your thing. Keep finding your voice and keep engaging. Remember, it's not a podcasting app. It's a social audio app where you can podcast. So make those connections. Talk to those people. You know, uh, do the callings, do the echoings, do the applause. Use the app for all that you can because it's going to continue to grow. And we are the pioneers. For everyone else out there listening to it on maybe on iTunes or listening to it on on a Google Play, remember the name Gator Johnny, and go look me up because I got a podcast out there as well. All right, thanks so much, Gator Johnny. Appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thanks, man. Hey, I'm. I appreciate you having me. You've given me a world of stuff to to think about. I will definitely be keeping in touch with you, letting you know how it's going because I got some work to do. All right, looking forward to it. This is Sherm, the crazy Asian, and Gator Johnny. We're out.